Hey there, it's Lisa Berry. I want to be your radio BFF. And so I decided to create a podcast that's highlights from the show during the week. If you want to know more, go to thelisaberryshow.com. Let's get started. Hey there, it's Lisa Berry. I just want to remind you as we start our time together today that the enemy is very chatty and loves to whisper things into your ear that are not true. So it's really good that you're tuned in here today because this is the antidote to the enemy's voice. Hey there, I'm Lisa Berry. One of the sweetest things when your kids are little is when you get to go to their classroom and you get to see the things that they've created and they're so proud to show you what their routines are. When my daughter was in preschool, my husband and I went to their little Thanksgiving open house and I saw this huge turkey and on the feathers of the turkey, each child got a chance to say what they were most thankful for. And so on one feather, Amy said she was thankful for Jesus, and Tony was thankful for God, and Matthew was thankful for Mommy and Daddy. Then all of a sudden, I see my daughters. Emily is thankful for sausage. My friend Janessa, when she was little, her dad said, God's phone number is Jeremiah 33.3. You know what that says? Call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you do not know. What a lovely thing to teach a child. Don't you just love little tips that make your life more productive and help you to work smarter, not harder? One thing a friend taught me, and maybe you're already doing this, you're probably ahead of the curve, but just in case you're not, you know when you're driving along and you're tempted to check your texts, but you know you need to do hands-free driving. Sometimes the temptation though is a little overwhelming. Well, here's a way that you can safely know what texts have come in while you're driving. You just ask Siri to read your most recent texts. Like this, hey Siri, read my most recent texts. You have recent messages from someone with 833, area code. Someone with 833, area code sent an image. Would you like to reply? No, thank you. Okay. I think that's pretty cool. Now, some might argue just listening to a text at all could be distracting. Hands-free, yes. Still distracting? Maybe. Today I learned that anything you want to start that's a big dream has this path. Listen, number one, sacrifice. Number two, struggle. Number three, suffering. And number four, success. <laughs> it's oddly comforting, only because those unpleasant things aren't signs of failure. They're evidence of sweat equity. I'm not sure if you remember the actress Katherine Hepburn. She's been gone for a while, but she was pretty remarkable. And she tells a story when she was a teenager that she and her father were standing in line to buy tickets for the circus. Well, there was a, another family just ahead of them in line. You couldn't miss them because there were eight kids, probably all under the age of 12. And by the way they were dressed, you could tell that they didn't have a lot of money. The kids were very well behaved. 
so excited about the thought of going to the circus and seeing the clowns and the animals. I mean, you could tell they had never been to the circus before. They finally made it to the head of the line and the ticket lady asked him how many tickets they wanted. And he said, eight children's tickets and two adults. And then she announced how much that was gonna cost and his face froze. He leaned in a little closer and he said, how much did you say? She said it again. Well, his face turned from shock to dismay because he didn't have that much. Well, observing what was going on, Catherine's dad reached into his pocket, pulled out a 20, and then he dropped it on the ground. Now, Catherine's family was not wealthy by any stretch of the imagination. But then her father bent down, picked up the $20 bill, tapped the man on the shoulder and said, excuse me, sir, this fell out of your pocket. Well, the man knew what was going on. He would have never asked for a handout, but he was so desperate, so heartbroken, he looked straight into Catherine's dad's eyes, grabbed both of his hands, and with lip quivering said, thank you, sir. You have no idea what this means to my family. Well, Catherine and her father got back into the car and drove home. The $20 her dad had given away is what they were going to use to buy their tickets. But she said, you know what? Even though we didn't get to see the circus that night, what we felt and experienced that night was better than any circus could have been. That day, I learned the value to give. You know what? Jesus believed that too. It's hard to believe Thanksgiving is a week away. You're probably already thinking about it, logistics and such. All my girls are going to be here at my house, and I'm excited about that. But on the other hand, I've got friends who are not looking forward to Thanksgiving at all. One of my friends, her husband just passed away six weeks ago, and she's dreading the holiday. Another friend, his dad walked out of the family. And so he's been trying to figure out how are we going to do this Thanksgiving when family members are going to be sad and mad. I just want you to know I'm thinking about you and how hard holidays are when you're in pain. And I've got no great words of wisdom, but I would encourage you to lean into these songs on the station even more because you will be feeling what is, but God wants to remind you of what can be and the fact that he can squeeze out beauty and meaning even on the stormiest days. And whatever it is you have to walk through, he wants to walk through it with you. You'll get through this together. Hey there, it's Lisa Berry. More than likely you've been criticized at some point in your life. <laughs> Maybe it's more frequent than you would prefer. I know me too. I remember the first time I ever got a huge criticism as a radio person, and I've never even told anybody this. I don't know even what it was that I said, uh, but she sent this great big long diatribe of why this was so bad and whatever. I went into a coma emotionally. Really, honestly, I just shut down. I, I didn't know even how to navigate that. And here's what I learned from that experience. When you're a follower of Jesus, a criticism is intended for evil, but God will use it for good. It's good to get thick skin. 
It took me two weeks to recover the first time I got criticized. But the next time, it only took me one week. And then it only took me a day. And now, maybe hours. What I learned was there's sometimes a grain of truth in there, whether I want to see it or not. But you do have to do some surgery. You have to get rid of what's not helpful and keep what is. And thankfully, there's a Bible verse to support that that says, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. God knows exactly how to remove the thorns and give you the rose. Hey there, it's Lisa Berry. I wanted to say one more thing about criticism that I've learned. Never save the criticism. React to it. Do what you need to do to process it, but don't save it. It doesn't deserve to be saved. And to read it again might have you relive it again. And that's no good. Well, some people are listening to Christmas music already. It could be you. But if you're one of those who refuses to listen to Christmas music until the day after Thanksgiving, you could be on to something. Some psychologists say it could harm your health. What? Yep, they said it can make you feel anxious about all you have to do. The hosting, the present buying, the financial strain. They say that's why people who work in stores that play Christmas music have a greater chance of being stressed. Oh, but it's not at all because they hear the same songs over and over a million times. (laughs) That's not it. But I get it. Christmas music makes me feel happy, but that's not the case for everybody. So I'm going to extend grace when I need to. Raise your hand if you've had enough of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's relationship. Is your hand up? Mine's not. My husband's would be. Do you know there's this one guy who was so tired of his wife talking about that all the time that he came up with what would be like a swear jar, except on the outside it says anytime she mentions Taylor Swift or Travis Kelsey, she's got to put a quarter in there. Okay, that's hilarious. I don't know. I don't mind hearing about it at all. I think it's fun. I mean, with all the negative stuff that's going on in the world, a little harmless romance is good. If you're trying to get your house all pretty for a company on Thanksgiving, there's a gal, Mindy Weiss. She like is a party planner to the stars. She said, one of the mistakes we make is we go out and buy all kinds of stuff for decorating our house for Thanksgiving when all you have to really do is go outside. She said, you can make a, a really cute photo op for your guests by going outside, grabbing a bunch of leaves, and then use those command strips that you stick to the wall, but they come off really easily. Um, she said, and then just take some string and then attach the leaves to it. So now you have several rows of leaves on the wall and people can have their picture taken in front of it. It just sounds so cute. So is it even conceivable playing a certain Christmas song when you're driving could be dangerous for you? Apparently so. Hey there, I'm Lisa Berry. Okay, so this all came about because this insurance company realized that certain songs will make you drive faster. They analyzed the beats per minute of a song. And if you listen to songs with a high beats per minute, 
you have a greater chance of going way too fast. So what Christmas song is at the top of the list? You're going to die. You're just going to die. Frosty the Snowman by Gene Autry. I don't get it, but apparently that has 174 beats per minute. So the bottom line is just don't be naive to the hidden dangers of Frosty the Snowman. When you hear those lyrics, just grab hold of that steering wheel and say, I will not drive dangerous. Way to go. Frosty the Snowman was a jolly happy soul. If you ever asked God for something and he gave you something completely different? I was reading the Bible story about the paralytic. The friends lowered him down to Jesus to heal him. And what does Jesus do? He forgives his sins. And I'm like, oh, bummer. The guy wanted healing and he just got forgiveness of sin. Like somehow that's a booby prize. Okay, that was so wrong. God always knows what we need when we need it, even if we don't. Time to wrap it up for today. That's just a little recap of some of the highlights on the show this week. If you'd like to listen to my radio show, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. And if you go to the lisaberryshow.com, click on how to listen. And while you're there, you might even discover how I could buy you a cup of coffee. Thanks for listening. <laughs>